these readings today are, again, very rich. We get so much beauty during Lent. And on this particular day, um, Jeremiah is speaking a typical dualistic language. This is, this is classic in the scriptures, but probably in all of life. We, we love to set up the opposites, good and the bad, um, uh, rich and the poor, uh, the have and the have-nots, uh, uh, old and the young, whatever it is. It, it, it's, it's such an easy thing when it's black and white. There's one itself, black and white, just exact opposites. And uh, when we do that in our faith, I, for me, I think it's a little awkward because I think that we seldom live the opposites. You know, I think we do. We, we live more in the gray, in the center, in between. We swing to one or the other. We tend to move in one direction or tend to move in the other. But, but we are seldom all one thing or all completely the other. But it's a good way, I suppose, of at least asking us to take a look at the directions that we want to go in. And so today, um, we hear in Jeremiah, either you're a vast wasteland of lava-like earth, uh, salty and unproductive, and you can't plant anything and nothing will grow there, or this, where this tree planted right near the edge of a stream, and the roots reach out into the stream and suck up the waters, and the tree is evergreen, evergreen, because it is so rich and filled with life. And so Jeremiah would tell us, this is like not living with God, turning away from God and his laws and his commandments. And this is loving them and walking with God. Again, I find the language um, a little coarse, but I rather think in these terms. Um, you know, if we see God or God's laws or God's rules or walking with God or being in communion with God, it means that we see God in everything. That God is everywhere. Uh, we just had the school mass, and so I asked the science teacher, because they know more than I do, that's for sure, and I said, how many molecules are in the human body? And he said, well, billions and billions. And I said, it's, is it the smallest, smallest particle? He said, no, the atom. How many atoms make up the molecule? He says, it depends on the, what molecule it is. But when we think about it, billions of molecules, and there isn't one in which God isn't present or it isn't in God. It, it, we say, philosophically and theologically, nothing can exist if it isn't in God. God is like this, and everything is in his hands, everything. So if that's true, it's not just a matter of following the laws or not, being an arid wasteland or uh, like a tree planted near uh, living waters, but rather to be in communion with our God at all times. Now, Patrick, St. Patrick, the, the, I don't know if it's folklore or what, but they said that in order to teach the Irish about the Trinity, he found the three-leaf clover. So he took a piece of nature, and he literally saw God through this three-leaf clover, Father, Son, and Spirit, and it became a way of looking at God, but, but truly... I would imagine he must have said, but God truly is in this three-leaf clover, and he's in every plant and every person, every breath of air, everywhere, everywhere. And if we hold that to be true, we believe that, then it seems to me that something will change in us, that we will derive, discover, live a respect for this universe and for everything in it, everything. 
So we have the gospel, which is a, a perfect story to follow. This famous story of Lazarus, the rich man who ate sumptuously every day. But right in front of Lazarus, right outside his table or his, his eating place, there was Lazarus, a poor man. And it, it, the gospel is so descriptive. This Lazarus, who was so poor, first of all, he was covered with sores, and the dogs would come up and lick his sores. He, he, he couldn't even be bothered. He was so poor. But he longed, if, if the man would drop something from his table, even something from his mouth, he, he, he eating and something fell out on the ground, Lazarus would have gladly picked that up to eat it. He was so hungry, but the man offered him nothing. Doesn't say the man hated him. He just didn't offer him anything. He didn't see him. I mean, he saw him, but he didn't really see him. He didn't see this human being that needed so much, and he had so much, but he gave not even so little, but just nothing. There it is. There it is. Someone who had so much, but inside had nothing. Someone that, that uh, could afford to give anything to somebody, but didn't even see the person in front of him. How aware was this man of God? How aware was he in his own life of God's presence? Well, the gospel would suggest not very aware at all. So then we have the classic end of the story. They both die. One goes to heaven, one goes to hell. The one in hell says, uh, send Lazarus to dip his finger in some water, give him a camp. There's a big divide between us. Well, send him to my brothers. No, I can't, uh, can't. He said, and this is the classic line Jesus says, even if someone should come back from the dead, your brothers wouldn't believe him. Well, this gospel story, like all the gospels, was written 30, 40, 50 years after Jesus died and rose and the Spirit came upon the church and communities were formed. So with the post-resurrection knowledge, all of these stories get fed a little bit of information. Now, I don't know if Jesus said that line, but it's certainly a post-resurrection line because we read it and we say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Somebody did come back from the dead. He did. He died, but he rose. And he speaks these words. Do we hear him? And much more than the rich man who was proposing that someone come back from the dead, we believe that somebody has. And we believe in the Christ that his words are everlasting life. So it behooves us, I think, to be a people who pay attention, who find God in everything, not just a three-leaf clover, but in everything, in everyone, in every part of this universe, even in our enemies, even in people who are evil. That's why Jesus would say, pray for them, bless them, love them, because somehow God is there, and if we can help them in any way to get in touch with their God, well, very good. Please stand. My sisters and brothers, let us bring our prayers before our loving God.